A big test in court for a new border enforcement law as the federal and state governments continue to battle it out for control. Why experts say the issue could be taken all the way to the Supreme Court. And we're tracking a cold snap blowing in here this weekend. Who may see some rain in first warning weather? New details coming to light as police investigate a shooting spree at the Kansas City Chiefs Parade. What two of the victims had to say as they recover from the terrifying ordeal. Well, a new Texas law that makes it a state crime for non-citizens to enter the country illegally got its first test in federal court today. The law known as Senate Bill 4 is set to go into effect in less than a month. But the Department of Justice and Civil Rights Group sued to block that law. No cameras were allowed in the court, but our Monica Madden was inside and has more on the arguments. This impacts all of us. Border residents and activists making their opposition to SB4 heard outside federal court Thursday. What Texas is doing is unconstitutional. If it stands, the law will give Texas police powers only reserved for federal agents, arresting and effectively deporting migrants who cross illegally. We're allowed to prosecute people coming into our state illegally from a foreign nation. In court, state attorneys echoed arguments made by the bill's author last week in Eagle Pass. It's not preempted by existing federal immigration law. It's not in conflict with federal immigration law that's in, in place. And mostly, uh, Texas has the right, the constitutional right and authority uh, to secure its border. While the judge said he was sympathetic of the problems Texas is experiencing, he expressed skepticism of the state's arguments, expressing concern that if other states were to enact similar immigration enforcement laws, it would lead to a patchwork of laws and a confederation of states. U.S. attorneys argued, quote, there's no ambiguity. States cannot have parallel laws for removing non-citizens, pointing to a similar law Arizona passed that was later deemed unconstitutional. I think there's very little question that so long as the Supreme Court's 2012 decision in the Arizona case is still good law, what Texas is doing is unconstitutional. Legal experts speculate this issue will end up before the Supreme Court again. Immigration policy, whether we like it or not, is the purview of the federal government. Monica Madden, KXAN News. And U.S. District Judge David Ezra said he will carefully consider the facts and arguments before ruling, but will try to make a decision well before the law is set to take effect coming up on March 5th. All right, we'll take a live look outside where it's been a cloudy day today here in Austin. Mm -hmm. Joining us now is Chief Meteorologist David Yeomans with a look at a cold front coming our way. It looks so gray outside, <laughs> we can only anticipate what's coming. I know, we had the sunshine for a couple days, now we, we got the gray weather for a few days but much colder weather is coming this weekend. Let me take you outside to the Wildflower Center, one of my favorite spots in town. This is a, always a live view for you on KXAN.com. It is warm out there by February standards. Still no February freeze like we've had many recent February months. 67 under cloudy skies, but no rain falling across the area, including there from the Lady Bird Johnson Wildflower Center camp. Clouds and radar elsewhere completely socked in in these mainly mid and high level clouds. Once we start getting the lower clouds and more moisture in the low levels of the atmosphere, that's when some rain will be possible, which actually happens overnight. Panning it down to the south, here's the source of that. Some of the first light sprinkles of rain falling from Laredo to Corpus. Notice how this rain shield is slowly moving northward. This is what's going to impact our weather first over the next couple of days. So coming up, I'll show you where rain showers are most likely tonight into parts of tomorrow. The strong cold front that'll affect our weekend and how we're looking for the Austin Marathon on Sunday. All right, David, thank you very much. Well, now to the latest on the mass shooting at the Kansas City Chiefs Super Bowl parade. Investigators have ruled out terrorism as a motive, but they're still trying to piece together what led to the shooting spree. 
One fan was killed, and today police added to the number of those wounded or injured. That total is now close to two dozen people. They're all between 8 and 47 years old, with half of them under the age of 16. Two suspects are in custody. Both of them are minors. Victims are now speaking out on what went through their minds when the shots rang out. I didn't even know I was shot. I mean, it's just senseless. It's, it's senseless. You're not going to make sense of it. Now, police joined by federal agents continue what they say will be a long and detailed investigation. Investigators say there could be more arrests. Yesterday, a congressman's cryptic message about an urgent national security threat rattled nerves in Washington. And now we're learning the threat involves Russian nuclear weapons in space. Today, the White House briefed congressional leadership, but officials say there is no need to panic. Reports say the U.S. has intelligence on new space-based Russian nuclear weapon systems designed to target international satellite networks. Multiple sources say the weapon system is not yet operational or even deployed, while the Kremlin has denied the reports, calling them a malicious fabrication. Former President Trump is headed to trial next month over his hush money allegations. This is the first of his criminal cases. A New York judge ruled today that jury selection can begin on March 25th in the first ever criminal charges against a former U.S. president. These charges date back to Trump's 2016 campaign with accusations that he doctored his company's books to cover up evidence of an alleged affair with an adult film actress right before the election. In a separate civil case, the former president is expected to hear tomorrow what penalty he will face after a New York judge found that his company engaged in fraud. The New York Attorney General has asked for a $370 million fine and to ban Trump from the real estate industry in the state for life. A Georgia judge is reviewing evidence and arguments to determine if Fulton County District Attorney Fannie Willis should be disqualified from the 2020 election interference case over her alleged misconduct. Willis is accused of having an improper relationship with the special prosecutor, Nathan Wade. There are also allegations that Willis improperly benefited from a personal relationship with Wade. Now, this stems primarily over accusations from Trump co-defendant Michael Roman that Willis benefited financially from a personal romantic relationship with Wade, whom she hired for the case. Now, today, a former Georgia DA office employee testified that Willis and Wade began dating prior to the Trump election interference case. Angela Cho, CEO of the major shipping company Foremost Group and sister of former transportation secretary, has died in a car accident in Blanco County. She has been the company's CEO since 2018. In a statement, her father, the former CEO of Foremost Group, said, quote, Angela's name in Chinese sounds like the characters for peace and prosperity. She certainly gave more than her share of both to this world. Her absence leaves a void not only in our hearts, but in the Asian American community. Now, the Blanco County Sheriff's Office says it is investigating an incident on a private property that involved Chow, but it hasn't provided any other details about the accident. Coming up, how one Central Texas County is making moves to look out for the mental health of its community members. Plus, a private company launches a rocket to the moon. Why this particular mission, if successful, could make the history books. And the viral body camera footage taking social media by storm, how a falling acorn led to the resignation of a Florida police deputy. A Florida deputy has resigned after he fired his weapon multiple times at an unarmed suspect after mistaking the sound of an acorn hitting his patrol car for a gunshot. Now, the video shows the deputy falling to the ground, firing at another patrol car in which the unarmed man was sitting. He was actually in handcuffs. Take a look. Just fired! Just fired! Just fired! 
Now, the man in the patrol car was uninjured in the incident. The Okaloosa County Sheriff's Office says the deputy resigned after an internal investigation found his use of force was, quote, not objectively reasonable. SpaceX took a shot at the moon today, launching its mission a month after a rival's lunar lander missed its mark and came crashing back to Earth. The SpaceX Falcon 9 rocket launched early this morning from NASA's Kennedy Space Center in Florida. The launch comes one day after a technical glitch postponed the first launch attempt. The company is carrying cargo for NASA and other companies to the moon. If successful, it will be the first American spacecraft to set down softly on the moon's surface since the Apollo. 17 moon landing in 1972. The lander named Odysseus will touch down near the moon's south pole on February 22nd if all goes well. Well, plenty of clouds, but no measurable rain falling yet today, and I think that'll continue through midnight. That's all right, though. We're still riding high off of what has been a much wetter than normal winter, thanks to El Nino. We'll have your weekend forecast, including a cold snap returning after this. Hayes County officials say they are prioritizing mental health and working to make it easier for people to access the resources they need. And that's why they'll soon hire a new behavioral health coordinator. It is a new job within the county designed to address a growing need in Hayes County. Our Sam Stark explains. Sean Flynn helps people with substance abuse and mental health issues get treatment in Hayes County. You know, with Hayes County growing so fast, there's more people and, and you know, with more people sometimes there's more, you know, challenges. Evoke Wellness is one of several substance abuse and mental health treatment centers to pop up in the county over the last several years. But after a community survey in 2023, Hayes County officials realized how people were really struggling to get connected with services like the ones Evoke Wellness provides. Now we have solid evidence to say, hey, just like we suspected, our community needs help. So the county announced recently it's creating a behavioral health coordinator position. The person who's hired for that position will be in charge of forming a program to help people with substance abuse or mental health problems get connected to the services they need. So the goal of this position is to, one, identify resources so when patients need it, they can get those resources. But then working with the nonprofits and local governments to kind of create a vision for where we want to be at in the future for behavioral health and mental health. Gonzalez said that not many other Texas counties have programs like this. Um, so we're really excited to see this program kind of flesh out and see how we can improve that space in our county, um, especially with the future development of the program. Sean Flynn is appreciative. By the county doing what, what they're doing by adding a position like this, um, yeah, it's going to be a trailblazer for, you know, for, for other counties and, and throughout the state of Texas. In Hayes County, Sam Stark, KXAN News. And going in depth, the Rural Health Information Hub has a map showing which Texas counties have a shortage of mental health professionals. Only six counties across the entire state, including Hayes, are listed as having no shortage of mental health care access. Meanwhile, Travis County and many others are listed as areas lacking in mental health services. First warning weather with Chief Meteorologist David Yeomans. Well, kind of rough not to see the sunshine today, and tomorrow looks pretty similar. Here's what you need to know. Cloudy, warm weather continues overnight and Friday. We have a strong cold front, though, coming in Friday evening. That will clear out the skies, but it's also going to remind us winter is still here. Jackets are going to be necessary. 
In the meantime, though, it's pretty warm out there. Cloudy skies, a bit of humidity on the Rock and Dirt Yard Cam, 67 here in Buda, south of Austin. Clouds are still streaming into the state with a few light rain showers now crossing the border from Mexico into the range of the U.S. radars. This disturbance out here near Cabo is actually what's responsible for this, coming into South Texas over the next 12 to 18 hours. Other than that, we also have a factor coming in from the north, the leading edge of a strong cold front with just an initial little push of cooler air just north of Dallas into Oklahoma. Oklahoma City. These two things are really going to influence our weather for the next couple of days. So this evening, not worried about rain. Cloudy skies continue for the next several hours with dry conditions as well. But remember that South Texas rain, it's going to start to creep up into our area. Most of the rain from this whole event, by the way, stays south of the Austin Metro. But starting after midnight, could see a few sprinkles down there in Fayette County and a more widespread shield of just drizzle and some very light rain showers enters our southeastern viewing area by 6 7 a.m. It could be a bit of a wet morning tomorrow from Smithville down to LaGrange, Old Dimebox and Gidding as well. But after that, cloudy skies and mainly dry weather as that exits. The second thing that may bring a shower later in the day, it's the cold front itself uh, lined out by these isolated showers. Notice how that really fails to produce a lot of rain in general again. And then skies clear out beautifully by Saturday morning. Rain totals kind of meager and scarce from Austin northwestward, not much at all, maybe a tenth or quarter of an inch in our southeastern viewing area. Otherwise, let's talk about the big temperature drop. Not all of us are going to get rain, but we will all notice a big temperature difference tomorrow afternoon. It's quite warm with 70s even in the Austin area. But by 6 p.m., the leading edge of the cool front is in Austin. By 8, 9, and 10 p.m., the cool air is blowing in area-wide, really starting to cool it off outside. If you don't notice then, you will notice by Saturday morning, many of our low temperatures may fall into the middle and upper 30s as you wake up Saturday. Combine that with 30, 40 mile an hour wind gusts. And yes, wind chill temperatures will be pretty brutal out there as you start your weekend. Saturday morning, some feels like temperatures as cold as 20 in Burnett, middle and upper 20s, what the wind chill feels like in Austin. Otherwise, the weekend does look pleasant. It just looks a lot chillier. Clearing skies and strong winds persist after that cold Saturday morning. High temperatures Saturday only 52 after a beautiful and much less windy Sunday morning for the Austin Marathon. It looks lovely during the afternoon. Sunny skies, dry air and 60 degrees. Tonight's forecast, very warm for the season, 62 with a chance of rain mainly south of Austin, 30% chance of showers again in our southeastern area tomorrow, 72 under cloudy skies. Here are the gusty winds and much chillier air funneling in here Friday night and Saturday. Sunday morning, we may narrowly avoid a freeze downtown Austin, but the rest of us will see freezing temperatures. Gorgeous Austin Marathon into the midday for the runners. Then look at the warm-up that comes thereafter. Aren't the marathon runners grateful that we're not running it next Thursday with a high temperature of 81? <laughs> Colder is better when you're running. Thank yeah. you, David. Appreciate you. Israeli forces stormed the main hospital in southern Gaza today, hours after Israeli fire killed a patient and wounded six others inside the complex. Now, the Israeli army said it was a limited operation, seeking the remains of hostages taken by Hamas. The raid comes a day after the army sought to evacuate thousands of displaced people who had taken shelter at Nasser Hospital in the city of Khan Yunus, the focus of Israel's offensive against Hamas in recent weeks. The military said it had, quote, 
credible intelligence that Hamas held hostages at that hospital and that the remains of hostages might still be inside. International law prohibits the targeting of medical facilities, but they can lose those protections if they are used for military purposes. Gaza's health ministry spokesperson said Israel had launched a massive incursion with heavy shooting that injured displaced people still sheltering there. A 13-hour standoff with Washington, D.C. police ended overnight with a suspect who shot three police officers surrendering to authorities. The suspect opened fire on police yesterday when they attempted to serve an eviction notice on him for animal cruelty. That sparked a 13-hour standoff. The suspect eventually surrendered overnight and 30 dogs were taken from the home. The suspect now faces cruelty to animal charges and more charges connected to the shooting will be filed. The three officers who were injured are all expected to recover. Well, several happy lovebirds tie the knot as part of a mass wedding ceremony in a small Texas town. What sparked the decades-long Valentine's Day tradition. Right now, we've learned new details about the nature of that national security threat that cast a chill across Washington yesterday and younger Americans leading a new consumer trend chasing the cheapest prices and retailers are taking notice. We'll see you tonight. The Potter County Sheriff's Office in West Texas made several arrests and seized more than 160 roosters in one of the largest cockfighting busts in Texas state history. On Saturday, deputies responded to a report of two men arguing and suspicions of a cockfighting ring. They made six arrests and those suspicions turned out to be true. 168 roosters were seized by police and taken to a rehabilitation center. The founder of that center, where the birds are being held, says they've never seen anything like it. The roosters have been raised to fight until one of them dies for entertainment purposes, and now they're a danger to one another, needing a partition in their enclosures to keep them from hurting one another. Well, at least nine firefighters were injured today when a truck powered by compressed natural gas exploded in Los Angeles. A fire crew responded to reports of a car fire early this morning and found a semi-tractor was on fire. The vehicle has two 100-gallon tanks to hold CNG and in the process of finding the fire, one of those tanks exploded, destroying the truck and causing some significant injuries to the firefighters nearby. The firefighters hurt in the explosion were rushed to a nearby hospital. The cause of the fire is unknown at this time. Over 50 couples said, I do, in a long-standing Texas Valentine's Day tradition yesterday. Love really filled the air in Edinburgh this Valentine's Day with 56 couples exchanging vows in a mass wedding ceremony to continue a tradition that stretches back three decades. Footage of the event shows the love birds gathering at a local amphitheater where Judge Charlie Espinosa officiated the weddings for no charge. Espinosa said the tradition started 29 years ago when a couple looking to get married visited his office before telling him they couldn't afford the cost. He said he decided right then and there to quote, do it for the right reason. The Edinburgh mayor said the event was also a great opportunity for couples to get a hassle-free wedding day, a way for the city to show love for the community on a day celebrating love itself. And congratulations to all those happy couples. Coming up tonight on KXAN, it's Law & Order Night. We've got the original at 7, SVU at 8 o'clock, followed by Organized Crime at 9. And then you can join us for KXAN News at 10. You can join us an hour earlier for KXAN News at 9 on CW Austin. And here is where to find us over the air or through your television provider.